I mean, I must admit, oh, it's absolutely marvellous to be back. Is it West End room, Matt? I thought I'd have that. He'd done his bedroom up like Laura House. I've also I've spoken to I spoke to Stan. Yeah, he's, he's he's just a moody bastard. I'm currently learning how to play the piano, and Stan was Stan was spanned. Yeah, he was. Got that bit. <laughs> Welcome to the Law House podcast, Housecast. Here we are, we're back again. This uh, lockdown number two, and we are trying to get things back to where we were in lockdown number one with having some good guests, some good fun, and hopefully making the, pa- the time pass quickly enough to get us through to next March and April for the cricket season. Uh, my name's Jez, Jez Hope, used to play at Law House. Now go down watching a bit and having a pint or two watching the lads. Um, and this evening we've got a fantastic guest, an ex-Law House player. But before we go to uh, the guest, I'd just like to introduce a couple of the co-hosts, see how they're going on. So we've got little Joe Martin. How's it going, Hello. Joe? Uh, yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. We're trying to work out when the last one we did. Um, we're guessing about three months ago, do you think, or a bit more? Uh, I, would, I would take a guess at that. I think it was before the... It was certainly before the end of the cricket season. Yeah. Uh, so, so when, yeah. When we in lockdown one, Joe, if you remember, we'd ask you what you've been doing. And most people would say, well, we're in lockdown, I've been doing jack shit. But you, even if we did a podcast night after night, you'd come out with all sorts of different things that you'd done. So three months, keep it short. What have you been up to <laughs> for the last three months? Uh, well, I've done a lot of running and I've been working very hard. I guess people would debate whether I've been working hard or not. I, I think I've become more I've become kind of agoraphobic. You've uh, become agoraphobic. Yeah, I think so. I'm a bit more of a recluse than I uh, than I was uh, previously. Although I've started going to a supermarket. All right, so good. I've gone to Sainsbury's. I've been going to Sainsbury's, um, but only That's at certain it. times of the day when it's quiet. I haven't, done a, I haven't done a great deal else, actually. I've heard a little whisper that you're, uh, you're not living at home anymore. Is, is there any truth in that? There is no truth in that. Where are you now? I'm currently at the West End Room, where, where I operate. Where, what, sorry? Where have you been all day? Well, I've been here all day, um, interspersed with a trip to the butchers. Yeah, I was here yesterday. See <laughs> you wow. yesterday as well. Um, you're living in the West End Room, basically. Well, I would say I'd spend probably 70% of my time in the West End room, yeah. Uh, and that's why you're an hour recluse? Well, I, yeah, I guess so. Squatter, I guess, yeah. Using all the electric. Uh, anyway, move on. The other uh, co-host that we've got is our legendary ex-captain. Got cups coming out of his ears. It's uh, Joe Beneducci. Hello, Joe. Welcome back. How are you? Thanks, Jez. I'm okay, thank you. You always put me yeah. on after Joe, and I feel like I have to like, wake the audience up after he's been on, waffling on about what he's been up to for three months. I've been learning Mandarin and training for a triathlon. 
Nice one. <laughs> Neither of those two are accurate. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. I like it. But anyway, thank you. Thanks for coming on and joining us. Um, we're still a couple of podcasts in the can, as they say. Uh, we apologise for not getting them out. The podcasts are great fun. They're easy to do. But to edit them and to get them into a, some sort of format so Adam can get them out, it's been a bit difficult. But we are making a concerted effort to get some out. I think Blazers has just come out. That's gone down quite well, the two jaws. I mean, I enjoyed listening to that myself. It was, uh, it was a fantastic podcast. Mm. So we'll move on to this evening's guest. This lad is probably one of the most underrated and there's my, my opinion and most valued cricketers down at Lower House that probably didn't, or, or certainly in my opinion, didn't play as many first-team games as he maybe should. His attitude has always been absolutely first-class. Whatever you ask of him, whatever you want from him, whether it's in the, on the cricket field or for the cricket club, he's always there to help. A very, very good talent and, you know, would have played probably 100 games if he hadn't, have, if he'd have played in my era. Um, it's uh, the one and only Matt Marquis. Welcome, Matt. Welcome to the Housecast. Thank you very much, Jez. Thank you for that uh, introduction as well. Very kind. Joe, Joe, how are you? Very well. Thank you, Matthew. Very well. Very well, thank you. Good. Yeah, thanks, how Matt. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Yeah, thanks Thanks for coming on. I really mean it when I say that. I've you know, discussed this with a few other people before in you know, the games we've played and the way I described it, and it's difficult to get this point across. I don't know if the two Joes would, would get where I'm coming from. But there are a lot of games when you were playing in poor teams, poor first teams, or there are a lot of poor players, and people dropped out, you'd get lads are coming from the seconds and they either didn't want to be there or were scared to death. You've never shown that. You've always come in the first team. You've always battled really, really hard, and you know you've never let anyone down for it. So I, you know that that's my thoughts about you. I don't know about. I mean, Joe Beneducci's Matt is part of the original Rugrats squad, uh, and it's probably difficult to, to praise him. What's your thoughts overall about Matt as a club man, as a cricketer? I always think of Matt as he, he was probably too good to play in second eleven. But suffered from the era that he played in with the with us in the first team. He probably was around at the same time as Johnny, who was probably ahead of in the ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, I'll throw it open to Matt. Let's ask Matt. What do you think, Matt? I mean, you played 30, 30 times for us in the league. You played yeah. a few cup games and a few T um, Twenty games as well. But what what do you think? What's your view on how it went for, in terms of first team cricket? I think it's like right what you say about um, Johnny, and I fully appreciated that that I was um, down the pecking order from him. And then obviously, 2003 joining the job, I think that um, had a knock-on effect as well. Not being available all the time to play, it's not getting any continuity in the first team or anything like that. But like Jesse as well, I would at the drop of a hat go and play first team because I did enjoy being around the first team and being around the club. So. Um, I took it after a while. It was just it was just one of those things, and to take every opportunity that I could get, really. Yeah, you could you tell. Feel, your fielding were always sorry, Jez. Your fielding oh, were always very good, and that that was something that you know you'd get probably called up to play, even if the captain at the time wasn't thinking of bowling you necessarily. So you, it, whilst you played thirty times, you probably didn't 
you didn't bowl in all them 30 games. Yeah, I think some, sometimes with that, though, I, there are some games I can't, I couldn't put my finger on exact games, but I think there are times when I went up um, and I did think during the game, I wish they'd just throw my ball there and I could have a go mm. because we weren't yeah. doing that well. And I probably thought I could do something in that game, but it, that opportunity never arose, really. Yeah. I think that's a common a common issue, that, isn't it, with uh, particularly bowlers who get pulled up. The captain in the first team probably goes back to who he's relied on and who he's played with year yeah. all the way through the season and it's not necessarily always the best way to go. I didn't do myself any favours not working on my batting much either. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of it deteriorated. I'm probably a better batter when I was 15 than I were when I was 26. And it I remember coming off one, one game, I think me and Jazz were batting 10 and 11, I can't remember who we were against, but walking off and Jazz just turned to me and said, I remember when you could bat. I was just <laughs> going to say the same thing. <laughs> you could, when you were a young kid, you could, you know, Johnny Russell never looked like a batter. Uh, but I, I do remember you you being able to bat, you know, and you, like you said, you've identified it there. But, you know, it doesn't, so be it, that, that's that's the way um, the cookie crumbles. And like you said, you joined the police, you know, and that affected the games you could play and, and your availability, etc. I just, you know, Joe and Joe jumping at any stage, I just... I just like to find out. We always try to probe the guests who come on as to why they came down to Lower Ice. We pride ourselves in, you know, attracting individuals to come down, and very few people leave. And you were part of that original rugrat. So, what were the circumstances in, in how come how you came to be playing down at Lower House, uh, Matt? Well, I, I came to Lower House, and I think was it was Cameron Williamson's year. Was it '92 or '93? I was when I went to Harvey Bank. So Matt Stanier and um, Gav there. Matt Stanier obviously had the involvement already with Laura House. Um, I played up at Belvedere prior to that because of having the uh, connection with the rugby. So I've been up at Belvedere, Caldervale since I was seven year old playing rugby. And then it was like a bit of a natural progression really to go and play cricket yeah. up there. Um, well, did you play cricket for Belvedere, Matt, sorry? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from be out whenever you could, like nine, ten year old, playing up there. Wait up. So playing up there. So then went to Ivy Bank, um, met Stanley. So that's where we obviously were playing cricket. Got to Craig Eaton Memorial Final in our first year, and then I joined Laura. So I'm back of being friends with um, friends with Stanley. Never looked back. Right, so that it is, yeah, it's going to be 92 or 93, so you're only a kid, you know, you're only, yeah. what, 12 or 13. 12, yeah, 12. You're 12-year-old, you've come down with uh, our current MD, we're hoping to speak to later, that must have been difficult, being mates with Stanny. It was, yeah. It's, yeah, have you any stories about him? It's not going any easier, to be fair, Jez. No, that's a shame. Uh, Plenty what about stories, that band you were all in? Do you remember that, Matthew? That band you were all in together? Babbage. Babbage, yeah. Not, I mean, you did go on, you did go on to being a slightly more uh, successful band, but you, you were in Babbage to start with, weren't you? Danny was singer as well. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll tell you a story about this, Jim, but I, and Stanley might be able to correct me with the, uh, the, the name of the band with, they probably, they probably broke some like copyright laws and all sorts when we did this. So, firstly though, Joe Martin, you might know the answer to this. Do you know what Babbage means? I've got no idea. 
the actual, it means a quizzed up mathematician. There you go. <laughs> but we never, we never did anything other than probably think of what our um, album covers were going to be. Like Oasis esque, like standing in a bus stop on uh, Padium Road and stuff like that. <laughs> what was the lineup of the band? Um, it was me. I think I was rhythm guitarist. Stanny is the lead singer. I think he saw himself as a bit of a Liam Gallagher kind of character. But that's probably oh, that's right, what it is. <laughs> um, Paul, Thorn- Paul Thornton, the lead guitarist. Duncan Whitaker, bass player. Nathan Alden was a drummer. Right, Motley yeah. Crue. And um, there was a band from Burnley at the time. They were called the Cornerstones. And they had so they used to play the mechanics and what have you. Anyway, they they'd, re- they'd released uh, like a live LP. Obviously, weren't going to hit the charts. And uh, <laughs> there were a basketball game at Army Bank, and our science teacher were running this basketball side, and Stanley dupes him into saying, "This is our, <laughs> this is our first single." <laughs> and he gets him, <laughs> and he got him to play it over the science system at Army Bank before this basketball game. <laughs> Well, this, te- this teacher's this teacher's thinking it was think, thinking it find the next big thing. <laughs> How old would you been when this band was going? Oh, would have been fourteen year old probably, thirteen, fourteen, and nothing ever came of it. None of us actually ever learned to play any instrument. I think Duncan might have learned to play, but the rest of us, uh, no. Did you ever rehearse? Did you have some rehearsals? No, we didn't. Jazz, we didn't do anything that resembled a band. Other than say, if we had an album cover, wouldn't it look smart if we stood in that buster there and put, <laughs> and put, drum, and put maybe put and put drum kit on top of it? Did you oh, tell yeah, any of the girls at school you're in a band? Probably not. No. When everybody found out at school that I was a, a, an opera singer, it made me even less cool than I was. <laughs> I think you're a good opera singer. I always remember you professionally trained. Day. Absolutely. Dressing a little tuxedo at top of steps. Most people did a top step, but you did opera turn. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, 23. But yeah. Could have had Gav there with playing his violin with you as well. <laughs> so you're 14, you've set this band up that don't even have. Did you have a guitar? I had a guitar, yeah. So you must have played together. You, you're blagging us there. You no, I'm, I'm. God's honest, too, Jess. We never, we never actually. Met as a band and played together. I think it was like we saw it as like one of the uh, I like punk bands used to form and they couldn't play anything and they just go to do something. But we just actually didn't do anything after that because none of us could play any instruments and Stanley couldn't sing a note. I don't think. So Babbage has disbanded as quickly as it's uh, been put together. Well, it's, it's never officially uh, disbanded, no, Jess, no. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe we could get you, uh, could have a reunion. Well, like Burnley's version of you two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that'd be good. That. So you've got you come down to cricket club. What's your first memories? Your early memories of playing junior cricket and who's coaching you and you know any games that you can remember. I remember turning up. I remember the bat I had when I turned up as well. It were a, a Robin Smith Grey Nichols Elite because Cameron. Cameron was coaching because I always remember him saying that have, have bat will travel when I turn up. Oh, that's all I ever remember bat when I turned up on that, for that first session. I remember that. And it was Reg that was the, um, right. the, was the coach. I know Stanley Sportsman, didn't he? Um, 
not long back, and he he, he did remember uh, certain people's names from, from that, which surprises me. I can't really remember. I can't, I can't remember, to be honest with you, many. In fact, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> yeah, one of the first games I played, I think we played at Belvedere. Uh, right. So I'd gone back to play Belvedere. And both the Perrys, uh, Mark and Paul Perry, were playing for him. So I'd just come from Belvedere. And then we played Belvedere in one of the first games. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one, I can't remember which Perry it was. And he was, he was lumbering a bit of a single. And I'd gone out to pick the ball up and I was it and I whacked him that time. Edward Ball. <laughs> So brilliant. No helmet. No el- no helmet. Cracked him right on head, lobbing one over at stumps. I, I don't remember much about him. I don't I don't think we played at like under thirteen was level like then. I don't think we played that many games to be honest with you. Um like I say, I couldn't really I couldn't, I couldn't tell you remember who was in the side with us or anything then. And we started playing under fifteens um quite quickly. And under 15s were decent. I think Charlie joined by that point because Charlie didn't come to our school until he was 13. Right. And then, um, so and then Gav started playing cricket as well. Joe and Johnny were a year older than us. Um, so myself, Stanny, Charlie, and Gav all went to Ivy Bank, all playing the under 15s together. Um, and it were, it were a decent side under 15s. And we were probably, again, I couldn't. Old, knew which end of bat to hold at, at that point. Um, Charlie were getting runs, Gav were getting runs. So there were people getting like 200 runs in a season in under 15s, which is 20 over cricket. It's half decent, isn't it? As well as a few people getting that and playing against like playing against the likes of um, like Michael Brown and people like that. So they, it, it were we were it were good under 15 standard. Yeah. Were you bowling there? Were you were you getting it down at the other end? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. That, I'd always enjoyed bowling, even from when I when I started very the very beginning of junior cricket. I'd yeah. always enjoyed bowling. I think that was always going to be my thing. Um, and like I said, I probably should have worked my batting a little bit more, but that just went further and further by the way by the wayside the further I went on. Yeah. So then you've uh, so you've played the junior cricket, and you know we, we've we've done this to death previously, but that's where I think you know we we reap the fruits of the likes of your know, Reg initially, and then. A few of the other older coaches, and then coming through to where we are now. So, what's your early memories of of getting into senior cricket? Was there a third team then? I think played. I remember. I remember playing a third team game, and I probably would have only been about 13, 14. It's when you were allowed. To, people were having all sorts of players playing in third team, and I remember um, facing Steve Dearden when I was about thirteen, and he was playing in third team. You were playing against people that really shouldn't have been playing in the third team. But obviously, I don't think clubs had enough players to fill all yeah. the sides. So people were, were turning out left, right and centre and then just running through sides. or back, One of them opening, one of them back 11. Yeah. And opening getting 150 and then number 11 getting 90-odd. And then yeah. nobody else getting anything in between. But then yeah. going on to... We started bringing people in. There's like 12th man on that for seconds. And I remember... I think Joe have already been Joe have already been playing in seconds by this point. But I Rusty were captain and I, I went as twelfth man to right. Reese Langs and it were a it were a baking up day. And I, I had to make come on to, to field for the first time in seconds. And the reason I had to come on was because Shed had to go for a shower. Because because they were fielding with too many jumpers on. He decided mid innings. When we're fielding, that he needed a shower. 
Well, you know what he's like. So he got out, he got out to field. It weren't it were a baking up day, but like for, for some reason in Chessy's head, he needed to wear like three jumpers. I don't know what it were. Probably had no socks on and three jumpers, no way he's like. And then he decided halfway through, he'd been bowling with two jumpers on, put another one back on, and he was like, it was piss wet through with sweat, so he decided he needed to go for a shower. So I got to go on and field. I just, I'm just wondering, hey, the captains and the umpires allowing it, really. And did Chess come back on, or did you stop off? I, I, I can't remember. I, I, he probably stayed off, and he probably half time by then, and I just got like, shit back off, and uh, that were it. Chess carried on. Yeah, I mean, that's another reason for getting Chess back on to ask him about it, see if he remembers it. That's the introduction to your senior career. So just explain what happened then as you progressed and you, you get yourself you know, regularly in the third team or you start playing the seconds. Who were you playing with then? And Like I said, I don't remember much, to be honest with you, about the, about the third team. I think we, quite a few of us progressed into the seconds quite quickly. Right. Sort of an amount of players. Man. I know Joe and Charlie, and that went up a little bit quicker than myself, Stanny and, and Gav. Um, I remember me and Joe both, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but I think we both got our first, second team 50s on the same day. We did. Against, against Enfield, batting at six and seven or seven and eight. I remember that. Well, that's um, an interesting fact. Tell us about how old you've been then. I think I'd have been 17, 16, 17, Joe. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. About, about in that ballpark, yeah. Yeah, and again, against Enfield... And I don't remember much. I think, and I think we batted six and seven or seven and eight. And then Phil Astin came in when one of us two were out. Um, and then obviously Joe went on to score a lot more fifties and added after that. I remember. I remember all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. Start that you got it. Can you remember it, Dooch? I remember batting with Matt and getting fifty. I don't ask me who else were inside or who were in Enfield side. I have no idea. Joey Ball were probably playing for. Uh, Probably playing for Enfield. Brock were keeping wicket for uh, Enfield, weren't he? Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he were Enfield at that time. Right. We're at home or away? At home. at home. I should imagine with me and Joe, most of our runs were scored towards Park End. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and then we probably opened bowling as well together, Matt, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Two mates get the fifties like that. Was that your first 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 fifty, dude? Yeah. A oh, nice one. Very interesting. So then you progress, and you're getting, you know, you're getting, you know, your late teens. And it, I think it's fair to say, Matt, you know, I've blown a bit of smoke up your backside early. You, you had some pace, you know, at the right conditions, and and you were always, you were never unfit bowl. You was always in good condition, and you could get it down the other end. So. Just tell us about a few of your performances in, in the second team, you know, when you were late teens, early 20s. Probably, obviously, when, I know we'll go on to it, but obviously, making my debut first team in 2003. Prior to that, I think I was close from conversations in about 99. And I remember uh, then going off to university around about that time. And right. get a, a six for against Bacup at home. And then I was going to go up to the first team. For one reason or another, I didn't play in the first team the week after. There were talk of it. Um, and then it sort of... I started to stay in and around the second. And I don't think... <clears throat> I think you say about having a bit of pace, I think a lack, a lack of a yard probably affected me as well for going up and making that, making that step up. And I mean, I know I could um, do a bit with the ball, I think, but a, lack of, a little bit of a lack of pace 
did me from going up as well because I'm probably like like in between, like yeah, one and yeah. half, like one and a half if you if you will. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I think if it had been a little bit quicker, I think it would have been able to do the same with the ball. Then I'd obviously yeah. it, would have, it would have benefited me a lot more. But I don't think I've ever and, and I think Stanley probably agree. I'm never a prolific wicket taker, but and I think in some people's eyes I'm quite negative with my bowling. Um, but I did, I did see the importance, especially at second team level. Like people would get themselves out, or yeah. you could just, you could just be negative. You could bowl one side of the wicket and set a field to it. You won't go for many runs. But I think going through my second team career, especially then, I did. Well, I think I was regularly bowling fourteen overs and going for thirty odd, forty odd runs, um, and I think that was the, that was the way to go. But I got. In some ways, I might have got stuck in that mindset. Maybe I should have been a little bit more attacking. I don't know. But the others might be able to answer that. Would I bore yeah. it? <laughs> I suppose boring. when you look at that period, you know, the, the pros could always bowl 23 overs a game or 25. Johnny Russell was going into the side regular, you know, and being bowled into the ground. So there's not really many places for out and out bowlers to come in, is there? You know, you, no. when you look back. Would have been easier to be a batter, you know, or someone, you know, who just trundles around bowling round arm off spin and slogs it straight. Aims one way, it's the other way. Yeah, not feeling the going wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you mean. That's what you mean. So then, as you develop from there, you know, we'll I'll ask the other lads to come in, and then hopefully MD will be with us then. Um, we'll go on to you know your later career. So you know you've played a lot of games in the second team. You've had some great performances. Um, you know and won a lot of games for them and seen a lot of the juniors come through. What's your your recollection of the the later years in the second team for you? With the players that with the players that are coming through, do you think? I think because you've oh, played with all that all that sort of golden generation, John Edge or the Martin yeah. brothers. You've played with them all when they were kids at second eleven, weren't you? Yeah, I like, I, and I like to think as well. I mean, no different to some of the some of the players who might have come down from the first team, or some of the players who are a bit older. I think sometimes um, the attitude weren't the best toward toward just cricket generally. Like, I mean, seconds. Can you be that? Can you be that arsed? When I think it was important, I thought it was important that you chat, the, like people like Orky and stuff like that, people like coming through, Johnny and what have you, that they needed to realise that like it's that's where it starts, isn't it? That you're, that you're playing seconds and you get that winning mentality and you learn how to win games, you learn how to finish games off and that's that's when you do it. Um, and then players were coming through. And I mean, I don't know if I'm partly to blame for Orky being angry sometimes because I used to get angry, but I hope not. Because he's proper angry, isn't he? Um, yeah, but no, there were some some players that stable or out. Some haven't. There were, there were some players that have come through that probably thought they were they were far better than they were. Thought the club owed them something, and it didn't. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I've had I, I've had that conversation in the dressing room and said that the club don't owe them anything. They need to go out there and uh, and prove it. I think they thought they were better than they were. Whether they've had smoke blown up their asses early doors that they should be going on doing things or. They've played at a county level early on. I think there were a lot of pressure from some of the conversations. I think when it started to become that era when people were getting into county sides very early and the opportunity to play county cricket were there um, for a lot of players, I think there was a lot of pressure on them 
to, to, to be thinking I should be in the first team, I should be playing this standard of cricket. I mean, because we never had that opportunity, and I think Joel had better than it should be over here. We never had the opportunity to play county cricket, really. It weren't, it weren't a thing, whereas I think now and probably 10 years ago, Everyone were getting um, county jumper, weren't they? You were you going second, and there'd be all sorts of people turning up with county helmets on and county jumpers, and they were all getting. A, everyone were getting a go at it, and then they were thinking that they were better than they were, and it, it was to the detriment of some clubs because people were thinking they should get places quicker than they should do. But yeah. we had that, to be honest, Matt, that's still that's still a problem now because we have we have young players at our club who are county represented. And the, the the young lads that they're playing with at other clubs are playing in the other club's first team. So when they meet up to play for Lancashire under whatever it is, 15, 16, 17s, the other lads at other clubs are already playing in the first team because their their club isn't as strong as ours, whereas our lads, like, I don't know, Tommy or Robinson, for example, he's he's not in our first team. Well, he has played a little bit, but he's not. He's not ready for out-and-out first-team cricket yet, whereas some of the lads he's playing with at Lancashire probably will be playing in there first, in other clubs' first teams. You could tell you could tell some of the players when they were coming through as well, I think, that the, the, the players that were going to be um, good players, even when they were that really young, coming in straight away. I mean, I don't know, he's, he's not stayed with us and he's gone, but like, people like Matt Walker, um, not just, obviously, the performances, but just the way that they talked about cricket and what they wanted from the field, um, and what they understood about their own bowling and things like that. When you try to help them, the, t- the, the, the conversation you're having with them, you could tell that they understood um, about cricket and what they wanted out of the game. You know, you weren't having to like guide them through every game and help them all the time because they knew what they wanted. And then obviously, like uh, Joe and Paddy and people like that, uh, we're very grateful to Paddy, obviously, because his collection has got us on a um, end of season, paid us for end of season doing Blackpool one year, and I think he got a game, he got a computer game out of it. <laughs> Let's come back to them, uh, those end of season trips because they are, they were legendary for the second team in you know in however many years, and I think they're still going on. But that's a really interesting point you make there, Matt, and I'll go to Joe Martin in a minute to ask him because um, when you were mentioning there about some of the players that came through didn't listen, were cocky, were gobshites in so many words, I was thinking to myself, hang on a minute, you and Matt Stanley and Booch and Charlie and Muss and Gav, you were all the same, but I think back, you weren't. You you came through, you know, you listened, you had a laugh and you were all cheeky, but it has changed. And that I don't think that's just a cricket thing. I think that's probably a society thing. That oh, thing you know, and, and we've got those... But what, Joe Martin, you're half and half, you know, you're... You've been there um, with some of those characters, and it's no point mentioning names. We don't want, we don't need to mention names, going back fifteen, twenty years of people who played for us and have left. But what, what's your take on that, Joe? As to to what uh, MM's just said. So I, I think it, I think quite a few of the players were imports who came to try and get you know with our really good junior section and use the junior section, but then had some kind of idea that they shouldn't just be playing in the second team you know they should be playing in in the first team and they weren't happy when they were doing so because they were coming from like smaller clubs and Lower House is a massive club with lots of players in it who were who were equally as good as as they were I think the kind of small group that I was in 
So me, Johnny, Ferg, uh, Matt Walker. We, I'd, I'd, Matt might agree or disagree with me, but I think we were slightly different. Johnny was, Johnny's on his own because he's always <laughs> been, he's, he's always been mental. Um, but I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm quite chipper and ch- chirpy, but I wouldn't ever, I'd, I'd never talk back to Matt or Paul Stanny or Gav. And they had a really profound effect on my cricket of how I prepared for games and... Um, <laughs> what makes you not as bad as them? <laughs> <laughs> well, they all, the thing is, they always, looked out, they, they always looked out for me. They were always there. And, and previous to that, nobody, nobody really had ever told me that I'd done anything wrong in, in any form of my life. Um, yeah. And then when I got into the second team, it was made really clear that I did some things really well and I needed to yeah. improve on, on others. And that was really, that was really helpful as I kind of progressing yeah. into the first team. Um, because I didn't, play a full, I didn't play a full season in the thirds and the seconds uh, before I went into the first, um, I think due, due to injuries or, or whatever. And, and it gave me a real foundation and grounding that... Um, my mum still says that she won't let anybody say anything bad about Gav because he looked after he looked after us yeah. uh, when yeah. we were in the second team. Josh didn't hear any of my conversations. With <laughs> so then the next point, Joe Martin, I'd like to come on to is that so we're looking at ten, fifteen, well, probably ten years ago for the the youngsters that came through. Some were good, some, but there is definitely, as Dunch mentioned, people who think that. You know, they're the best thing since sliced bread. The club owes them a favour and they should battle ball where they think they should battle ball and not where the club or the skipper thinks. Is that going to continue with your crystal ball out in, in the future? Does, does that happen now and will it continue? Well, I think Dooch will probably have a better gauge of it within the second team. Um, I know that when... one of the One of the issues with the first team is with the with the kind of group of, of players that came through all at once is what is that it kind of created a blockade for other people coming through. And, the, you know, the, they were great players. Ferg and Matt Walker and Johnny were all, all great players. And, you know, people coming up and saying, you know, I should be, I should be batting in, you know, in the top five in the first team or I should be bowling. Yeah. Kind of saying, well, Ferg, Ferg's bowled. 20 overs, 20 overs this year. In 2014, he didn't bowl any overs because, yeah. you know, because the team was good. So how could you kind of do that anyway? I think in the future, I think we're, try, we're really trying our best to give them a, a, a slightly different foundation and um, so then they kind of appreciate what the club does for them. Yeah. And that it is a, it is a process. It's not a case that, you've got a God-given right to do this thing or that thing. You know, you've got to work at it and people will decide when you are ready. You, they won't decide. And I think actually the current crop, Tommy Hutt Robinson and Henry and others, George Durkin, I think they kind of under, understand that. And when they came into the first team this year, they were, they were, they were brilliant. Yeah. They were happy to field and whatever else. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's interesting to... To hear um, that, you know, because it did happen, you know, I'm sure, it, you know, there's different characters and, and everyone is different, you know, but it would be good to get that era of young kids coming through, understanding 
you know, what cricket's about and, and playing and getting the chances and grabbing it when they can. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what do you think, Duke? Just for a couple of minutes, we have another guest coming in in a minute. What, uh, what's your thoughts about juniors? I know you're a grumpy old get now about them, but... I think it's very much on the individuals. I think some of the individuals will be happy to pitch in and be part of the team, whatever the team uh, needs of them. But I think there'll always be the players who want more than they're currently getting and will be prepared to move in order to get that. I, I can genuinely see that continuing. Um, and it's difficult for a club like us who've got so many players. We can't always accommodate them all. So I think, unfortunately, a byproduct of our success will be that we do lose yeah. players from time to time. I don't want to... I don't want to be a negative Nelly, but I just think I think that's just the way it is. Unfortunately, in the modern in the modern day. Yeah, and, and you're right, Joe. Just one second, Matt. You're right, Joe. That, that um, it's for us to understand that I think, and you clearly understand that. Stan certainly does. You know, the amount of time I'm pulling my hair out, individuals asking, you know, what's happened here, what's happened there, and Stan will just say, well, look, you know, we've got someone else to fill the boots. So why? Why think negative things? Go on, MM, what were you going to say? No, I was, it, was, it was going away from that a little bit. It's, it's one for Joe, really. It's about his second team and stuff. But I, all these young lads coming through, it seems very, very... From one, obviously, I don't see inside the dressing room and stuff now. But I was going to ask him about characters, because I, I was harping back to when we were playing. There were a lot of characters in the second team, weren't there? Uh, I was just going to ask Joe, what's, what's it like now, character-wise? Is it, have you got any absolute galoots like we used to have? Yeah, second team skill. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, second team skipper, X for steam skipper, he's a ringleader. Uh, he's, but you ne the guy you're going to introduce in a second, his nephew, he's a galoot as well. He ain't got any of his uncle's brains, that's for sure. Send more house to save the house. 